Hello. Welcome back to Magical Reawakening Radio. I'm your host, Megan G. (laughs) I am back again this week and I am so excited uh, to be here to record this episode for you and let's admit for me, I don't think I'm keeping that a secret. Uh, I love doing this. I love having the opportunity to talk. I love sharing my story. Um, It's probably something, it's taken a little bit to get to the point where I get to admit it. So I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to admit that. And I'm happy to be another voice out there. And I'm happy that I decided to try this out because I love my other podcast too. And there's also just logistics that go into planning a two-person podcast that sometimes when you have small kids, it's not always the easiest to do that. So while that one is, we're finding time here and there to do it. This one I get to find any time I have a chance to do. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to do it. So this week, what's on deck for this week? This week, I said I'd talk about why tarot. So the first week I talked about why I was doing this podcast. Uh, The second week was what's in a name. So why magical reawakening. And now I want to talk about why tarot. Because why? Why indeed? What is it that has drawn me into the tarot sphere? Um, Let's see. So the thing that... There are a couple things. The thing that I love the most about tarot and the reason why I think it became the thing that drew me in the quickest is that it's a system that is very layered but is quick to pick up in a sense that the cards have a system to them and you can figure out the base system and just run with it. So what do I mean by that? Tarot itself is a deck of cards. Fantastic. Easy to to carry around. Wonderful. It is one of those things that if you've ever played any sort of card game with a basic deck of playing cards, you're already slightly familiar with what's going on. Awesome. That makes things a lot easier. There's also a level of while you get to a point and you use your connection to your intuition, to spirit, to whatever it is, to, I guess you could say enhance the reading. You don't have to be immediately tapped in to get an understanding of what the cards mean. Why is that? That's because there is so much symbolism on the card that has inherent meaning to it that you can pick up from the base Rider Waite deck, Rider Waite Smith deck, you can pick up what the card means because there's so much imagery on there that points to the meaning of that card. Now, there are decks out there that have just pip cards. Now, pip cards are 
if it's that that's what a normal playing deck kind of looks like, right? So you have the eight of hearts, there are eight hearts on there, and there's no image to it. But on the Rider Waite Smith deck, an eight of hearts, also known as the eight of cups, has an image. There's an image of eight cups. There's an image of a person walking away. There's a moodiness to it. It's a dark colored card. So you can see just from looking at it what this card probably means. The other thing that you can do with tarot that I absolutely love is there's a correlation between the signs. So whether it's a pentacle, a wand, a cup, or a sword, all of those are connected to a different element. And those elements have inherent meanings. A cup is your emotions or your intuition. A pentacle is resources, it's money, it's physical things you can trade or give away. Wands are creativity, they're passion, they're the fire, that spark within, that creative voice within you, those are wands. And swords are your thoughts and words. That makes it so much easier, right? We pull a card, we already know what we're dealing with because if it's an eight of cups, I know it has to do with emotions, it has to do with intuition. Fantastic. That's really easy, right? Okay, and then there's another layer. It's an eight. It's the eight of cups. Okay, well, you can also look at numerology and look at numbers one through ten and have an, an idea of what exactly that means. So all eights are going to have some sort of flavor, to them. So we have the eight of cups. We have, so the eight of cups is a man walking away from eight cups on the ground. Okay. We have the eight of wands, which are eight wands just flying through the air. Then we have the eight of pentacles, which is somebody working. So it's somebody sitting at a bench and there are eight pentacles around them. There are seven pentacles around them and they're working on the eighth. Eight of, oh, eight of swords is somebody um, blindfolded and there are eight swords in the ground around them. And they're blindfolded, right? So they can't see what's going on. All of these cards have to do with some sort of movement. So eights are action. Eights are movement. Eights are going in a direction. The eight of cups is moving away from what's going on. So they're leaving something behind. The eight of wands is moving quickly with uh, creative passion. The eight of swords is at a standstill. They're not moving, but they could be. And there's a reason that they're not moving forward. And the eight of pentacles is working. They're working diligently. Now, where all of those go in the grand scheme of things, there's, there's more nuance that goes into this, right? So if you pull other cards, you can find out if that person who's working with those eight of pentacles, are they working too much? Are they not working enough? Are they working just the right amount and keep going? Well, you're going to know that better if you pull more cards or if you have gotten to a point where you're comfortable enough to rely on your intuition to tell you what the exact message is. And that just takes time. 
that is a system that eventually over time you'll get there. Eventually over time, I'll pull the eight of pentacles and something will be going on in my life and I'll have asked a question, which is really helpful, and I'll start journaling about it. So doing those two things together, having a question and then writing about it afterwards now helps me get out and process what is it that this card really means. Or if I pulled another card with it, then let's say I pulled the eight of cups and the eight of pentacles. Most likely what it's saying is it's time to walk away from this. You've put way too much energy. You're focused so much in on what you're doing. You need to be comfortable with the idea that maybe it's time to step away from this thing that's been draining you of your energy. So that's why I love tarot. I love that there's the components between the elements and the numerology together gave me a baseline that made it really easy to learn. And obviously over time, and obviously I did it over and over and over again. I pulled cards every day. I pulled cards for myself. I eventually pulled cards for others. I learned associations by doing daily pulls and reflecting back on it. You're like, well, how did that card show up today? Where was that in my, in my, my, my day today? Where did I feel like I was working in the flow? Where did I feel like I might have been overworking? Where did this play in? And then as you keep doing it, you keep seeing that certain cards show up at certain points in time specifically for you. And every reader gets to be different. (laughs) You get to trust your intuition on what is the right card for you in this moment. Because for some people, um, a card might show up and that is a card they associate with greed. They associate this card with somebody not playing fairly because that card has shown up for them in those situations in the past when they've read that way. Or they read... Um, an example of this card and that stuck in their brain the most. And so now when that card shows up, that's how they're going to read it. But I might read that card differently and you might read that card differently than that third person reads that card. And that's okay because the right card shows up at the right time for the reading you're trying to read. So that's why tarot. Now I've tried, like I love astrology, as a side thing, there's just a lot, a lot (laughs) to astrology. It's even more. Um, I have a set of runes, um, but I haven't quite picked up on the memorization of what each of those letters means. And so it just hasn't stuck the same for me. And then Oracle cards are very similar to tarot cards and they're interesting Um, but you have to either be willing to read the book from that card and see what the illustrator, author, creator of that deck means from that, or you have to be comfortable enough to say, this is what I'm getting from this card. And so Oracle cards are nice. I've started including them, especially when I do my, um, 
my pick a card readings because I don't like to read a single card. So it's fun to have an Oracle card or if I need a clarifier, I like to use Oracle cards sometimes because it's like, okay, um, it can kind of mix up where things are coming from and it gives a, a breath of different air, right? It, it adds a new nuance or subtlety to it. But it took time to be comfortable with not wanting to run to the guidebook every time and see what is it that they meant. Um, sometimes I still do. Sometimes I'm still curious about what did the creator of this deck intend for this card. Um, but more and more I'm like, this is what I'm getting. Cool. So those are kind of the different things that I look at. And then the other amazing thing about tarot, and if you've listened to any of the Magical Rehabilitation podcast with me and Hex, there is so much esoteric nuance to the cards that you could learn what's on this card forever. I had someone message me today um, just talking about the cards going, oh my goodness, I was looking at a couple different websites and just to kind of get a flavor of what other people think about a card. And somebody mentioned that there was another animal on this card. And it was one of those things that they had to search for that animal to show up, to be able to see it, because it's kind of hidden. And they never would have seen that if that site hadn't mentioned that dog, that third dog being there, right? Um, but not all the sites do that. And because that's because there's just so much on there. There's so many things that you can just pick up on that you didn't notice before, depending on your mood, depending on your observation, depending on what you've, who you've learned from or what um, websites you prefer to go to when you decide to learn more about the cards. Everybody has a little bit of a difference to it. Um, and then you've got the super historical meanings behind it. And it's just so fascinating. And that's why I actually love using the classic Rider Waite Smith decks because there is so much on there. There's so much that you can pull away from that card, um, just how it is. And so it's just, oh, it's just, it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite. And then the reason why I've, dabbled in astrology um and I find it interesting is a because it's astrology but b every card actually has a connection to an astrological sign every card has a has colors on it and they have connections to different colors and there's a reason those colors are on there everything was very deliberate and it's just it's a treasure trove of information I love it so much <laughs> and you can do something for so many years and still learn more is just, it makes my learning heart so happy. <laughs> and I know that happens with astrology. There's so many layers to astrology you can learn. Even after you've been doing it for so long, you can do it with tarot. Um, you can do it with all sorts of intuitive gifts. And so, yeah, that's why tarot. That's why I think tarot is one of the easiest to pick up because it's all right there in the cards. You don't really have to search outside of the cards for their meaning, they're there. And so something that I have suggested people do when they're learning tarot, and I'll share it here on this podcast. If you've heard it elsewhere, I apologize, um, but maybe if you haven't done it, this will make you wanna do it again. Um, when you pull a card, 
First off, you should be writing the question, your query down, and you should be writing the answer down. I'll go into that in another episode as to why I think that's important. But write down what it is that you get from the card. Try at least three sentences. That way you're not past just your initial thoughts. You're actually getting into your intuition. Second step is to go to at least two other sources of information and write down what sticks out to you from their description of the card. So uh, it can be the guidebook of that tarot deck. It could be a different guidebook. If you are a book person and you have tarot books, go to one of the books. If you like websites, go to the websites and just see what jumps out from those descriptions in accordance to your intuition and the question you asked. And it just gives you an opportunity to see all the different subtleties and nuances and ways that this card gets looked at. And then as you continue reading over time, different things will pop in to your intuitive thoughts as you read the card and you write out what it means. And so some days that eight of pentacles could be you're working too hard, you're reaching burnout, stop and look around. And some days it could be you're not focusing. This is a great opportunity for you to sit down at your workbench and do the thing. And you won't know which it is unless you give yourself a moment to pause and think about it. Write it out. Get past that initial, oh, it's just the eight of of pentacles. There's more to it. You can figure out what it is. You just got to give yourself a moment to sit with it. So that's the reason I love tarot. (laughs) Um, I'm sure there are plenty of reasons, but that kind of touches the surface on what it is about tarot. And now I've only talked about the minors because those are the easier ones um, with the associations. The majors have all of those elements to them. And then they have other elements in there. It's a little bit more grand. Maybe I'll talk about the majors next time because that's the thing. You can look at the minors as your day to day and your majors as big life events. And so that's the other great thing is that you can get either a major or a minor and then know like, oh, this is a big picture or, oh, this is my day to day. I need to focus in on this. So I hope this gave a little bit more insight as to what it is about tarot I love and I hope that gives you a new way of looking at the excitement that you could have learning tarot (laughs) oh well I promise to keep these shorter so I'm going to stop here for today thank you all for listening I'm sending you so much love and magic you can connect more with me on my instagram I am magical.reawakening on Instagram. And then I also, if you are more of a YouTube person, I have my videos uploaded on YouTube, my pick of cards, my meditations, um, my cards of the week. Those are all on YouTube as well. And it is, again, magical.reawakening. I'm so glad you're here doing this with me. I love being in your ears. I hope you connect back on in the comments or in the socials so that I know, know you're here. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now.